0: How aware are you of potential risks
1: while partying? I think it's not just young people. Generally, I think everybody takes more risks. There has also been a long association between travel and adventure. You hear about the hashtag YOLO. Mm. You only live once, many times. And generally, when we travel, we want to see, we want to do different things so that adds to it and most people are happier when they travel so it's been proven that when you are happy optimistic you take on more risk than usual because you generally don't think about bad things as well so I think this applies to everybody
0: safeguarding the future of tomorrow a podcast series by international sos Safeguarding Tomorrow's Future, a podcast for students where we aim to talk about health and safety topics relevant to students, especially if they are travelling abroad for school trips and exchange programmes. Today's topic is on Let's Party Safety Abroad, and joining us today we have Dr Lo and Bala. Dr Lo is our Medical Director for International SOS, and Bala is our Regional Security Manager. Welcome, gentlemen.
2: Hi, Shaft. Hi, everyone.
0: Following up from our last episode on crowd safety, we felt it was very important to dive deeper into the topic of how can we party safely abroad and avoid engaging in risky behaviour that may put yourself and others potentially in danger. So, Doctor Lo, maybe could you share with us, you know, your opinion on what makes it, you know, enticing for young people to engage in parties, especially while they're abroad?
1: I think it's not just young people. Generally, I think everybody takes more risks mm-hmm. and also. They do things they may not normally do at home. There's many reasons. I mean, if you're younger and you're staying with your parents, obviously when you're overseas, there's lesser supervision. Mm -hmm. When you're away as well, usually from most of the friends or your society circle. So psychological, there's there's this away from judgment feeling that if you do some things, you will not be judged as much as well. There has also been a long association between travel and adventure. You hear about the hashtag YOLO. Mm -hmm. You only live once many times. And generally, when we travel, we want to see you want to do different things. So yeah. that adds to it. And most people are happier when they travel. Mm-hmm. So it's been proven that when you are happy, optimistic, you take a more risk than usual right. because... You generally don't think about bad things as well, so I think this applies to everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. And Bala, you know, when it comes to traveling abroad and parties, what is it that we want to bring awareness to when it comes to safety?
2: I mean, safety-wise, sometimes you might overlook certain certain place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if the lighting is dark in a place, or sometimes if you have taken a bit of alcohol, you may be a bit less aware of the surroundings. Right? right. Those simple trip and fall can be quite disastrous, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and and things like yacht parties and. Um, you Know those parties, house parties which have multiple floors, had a balcony, you know, or, say, stairs, somebody spills a drink, you slip and fall, and then you need to go to the hospital, right? Right. So, those and even
0: of, when you're fuzzy, right?
2: Yeah, you may not look at it uh, or something like that. And sometimes in mm-hmm. house parties, you don't, you're not wearing shoes, so you're barefoot, and then it gives you a bit more higher risk of getting into it. it's just kind of accidents.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, but also, yeah. of course, that bad itself, is always like. Those doubts and scams that you need to be worried about. Mm. Like if you are a group of, of, of students traveling in a taxi, and then the the driver overhears that you're looking for party, he said, "Let me bring it to another place. Just have more fun, more cheaper." Then right. you end up go there, you get scammed. Mm-hmm. And that's quite common, especially in touristy places, and and they know that you're going to party, right? So right. they always try to get you a better deal, but actually it's not. So and and of course personal safety wise there's other stuff they're going to be worried about like they're female getting harassed or in a closed space you might get molested and all that kind of thing and then definitely all these things happen more in this kind of entertainment venues and you need to be, be more aware especially when you have uh, when you have alcohol and all of that mm-hmm.
0: so let's talk about some of the safety concerns, right? So, medically, Dr. Lo, what are some of the more common medical safety concerns or risks uh, around partying all
1: abroad? Well, I think if you think about partying, you can't go away from alcohol. So, I mean, first and foremost, you want to know the potential uh, risks of drinking alcohol. I mean, alcohol is very widely drunk. Most people do okay with it in conservative amounts. But... Definitely, I think if you go overseas, there's this risk of fit or bootleg alcohol, so you don't know what's inside the components, you may have uh, adverse reactions to it, uh, in very, I would say, high-risk cases, Uh, people have gone to hospital, they have uh, organ failures due to it as well. Even if your alcohol is real, there's very uh, wide-ranging percentages of uh, uh, alcohol inside, and how do you react to it uh, the timing you react to it do you get buzzed very fast or does it really kick in by at the end when you think you're okay and you've drunk so much as well so the activities that you do under influence may be more dangerous mm-hmm. and certain times if you have drank too much there's this concept of alcohol poisoning which actually can be really really disastrous for your health as well and of course I think in this time and age uh, we have to talk about drugs and by this I'm talking about hard drugs not uh, medical drugs it is more and more commonly available overseas popular cultures, so I think a little bit more widely accepted as compared to maybe 20, 30 years ago as well. Right. Uh, the medical risk that I would say I think we'll go into danger uh, of the health dangers later but the thing is there are real drugs out there. Mm-hmm. There are fake drugs out there. So in a lot of countries where I think the government knows that there is a large population taking the drugs there are concepts such of drug testing so mm-hmm. in certain rave parties you can have a little tent where people go to test the drugs to see whether there are uh, other components inside as well and I think lastly uh, very importantly if you take alcohol and you take a drug your propensity of risk taking behaviour increases so this mm-hmm. includes this uh, includes casual unprotected sex with the risk of STDs driving under the influence with the risk of kill accidents or just things like skinny dipping in the ocean uh, in mm-hmm. the middle of the night certain risks as well I mean we can go on all day but I think just to do a quick summary this is a the ones that are at the top of my head.
0: Yeah, and I think some of those that you mentioned would also probably overlap with safety risks. Bala, like, anything else that you would add to that in terms of security concerns that can be a result of substance abuse over ingestion of alcohol?
2: Yeah, so like, risks are always higher when there's substance involved, be it alcohol or be it a controlled substance or be an illegal drug, right? Um, you're a bit more blurred, a bit more not so cautious in the sense Mm-hmm. And of course, you have know, emotions involved, then that comes a, a bit of an issue. Like if you go to a dance club and somebody bumps into you, you might be a bit more susceptible to being, getting into a fight. Or even the other party itself. And what might seem funny to one may not be funny to the other, and then that sparks an argument. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of moving components inside, and right. that becomes is becomes violent. And of course, the environment itself, and there's a lot of things that which might go on, like control drugs itself. is different in different places. Some are a bit more tolerant, but like example, like Singapore, we are trying to be drug-free uh, society rather than the rest of the world more drug tolerant. So. There is some certain nuances in certain locations as well.
0: And then, you know, Dr. Louis spoke a little bit about health dangers. Let's go a bit into that. In terms of binge drinking, what are some of the associated dangers of uh, binge drinking and how can you reduce...
1: The I think for the long term effects of binge drinking I'll just leave them out I mean most of us know that it affects the liver you get mm-hmm. cirrhosis yeah. and all the other issues but the short term effects of uh, alcohol drinking a large amount of alcohol at one shot which is what uh, binge drinking is uh, first as I mentioned before uh, alcohol poisoning but what is it exactly uh, you can get seizures you can get respiratory depression where you you lose your drive to breathe so you can breathe more slowly and your oxygen uh, saturation in your blood may change as well and of course you have a lot of relatively minor conditions like having a very bad headache after hangover being really dehydrated Mm. and all that kind of stuff the other thing is uh, alcohol and certain drugs have a synergistic effect so be it medical drugs simple things like antibiotics or hard drugs which there's uh, a wide range of them as well they, so meaning
0: it becomes worse when you combine both
1: together yeah they become more potent so they act on each other and before you know it you are in this state where you are really really uh, not yourself your boss and the, the levels on your in your blood are really really high as well so I think this culminates in either you having a health episode mm. or having risk taking behaviour that may increase your chances of having, having a risk episode so how do you reduce the risk I mean Number one Drink in moderation You go slow Because certain Substances Hit you hard Later on Mm. So That complacency That you Are gonna be fine Is probably The riskiest Of it all So Kinda know your limit Let's say I mean somebody Who has been drinking for a well, while usually knows like oh after five uh, units of alcohol this is where i really need to watch it and slow down if my friends try to make me drink more i'm going to pour that sort of alcohol into the grass kind of thing so go slow drink in moderation uh don't think that just because you feel fine after after two or three shots you can go on for the rest of the night the second thing is ensure you're not taking anything else because that will have a synergistic effect so be it medications drugs just be very careful with that and thirdly i think have a designated third body. Like, if you're going out of a group, have one person that's going to have be staying more sober that night to take care of everybody. I know, like, a lot of the ladies do that. In this day and age, the men need to do that as well. And
0: then how about drugs? Are there any Difference in terms of the health
1: dangers that you need to know about. There's a wide variety of drugs, and they all have very different effects. Uh, generally, the acute effects of drugs that you need to know about. Firstly, there are the psychiatric effects, and especially some people are more prone to this. Maybe genetic, it may be because you have underlying a uh, mental health challenge already. But some people, when they take drugs for the first time or they have taken a dose that's not what something they used to, they may get things like panic attacks, they can get very, very anxious, they can get hallucinations and they will act out on it. So that's a danger itself. From the physical health point of view, certain drugs, I'll just quote MBMA, which is very popular in a lot of countries, it causes things like high blood pressure, hyperthermia, especially if you're not ingesting enough uh, fluids as well. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, a lot of them result in a loss of consciousness and seizures. That's usually the end part where you have probably overdosed as well. Um, And on top of that, I think, Something we have read about a lot and I mentioned briefly just now was adulterated drugs. So drugs may not, let's say you think you're taking MDMA, it may not be 100% MDMA. Right. And it may be adulterated fillers, chemicals, even other drugs. And sometimes they add in uh, medical drugs inside as well. So uh, MDMA, you may have ketamine, it may have some other uh, caffeine or whatever inside. Uh, number one, it may potentiate the effect of drugs. It may mask uh, symptoms resulting in overdose. So somebody may have taken this drug before, but when you're taking it for a sink a second time, it may be from a different dealer, it may be cut differently and then the effects may be very different as well and because you have been well the first time you're complacent and mm-hmm. this one may affect you quite differently as well Secondly, the fillers, chemicals some of them may be toxic so we don't know what is the effect on your body and there have been cases where this unknown fillers, chemicals or even uh, toxins have directly affected an individual's health as well.
0: And then, so we talk about, you know, all these dangers that can happen to you, you know, when you drink too much or you take drugs. And, you know, probably at this point of time, our listeners know that, okay, I I should know my limits. I should not be indulging in too much. But what happens if that happens accidentally? Like someone spikes your drink or something, you know, what do you do? I think um,
2: generally there are certain telltale signs you can see uh, or you can feel right? I'm... I mean, uh, if your drink has suddenly changed in colour or there's some residue at, at floating on the top or at the bottom of the glass, uh, you may know that you know this is not what you bought or this is not what you subscribe for, right? But um, of course, definitely in a nightclub or a bar setting, the lighting may not be very good for you to take a look at that. So another way is we take a sip and it tastes Full or it tastes very different from what you ordered, then it's good for you to actually uh, stop drinking that and review whether it's really what it's supposed to be drinking. Um, and then of course there's there's a lot of things that and maybe even if you accidentally ingested it, maybe you start to feel very weird, you start to feel nauseous, mm. um, which you know that you will not be doing after one or two drinks, but you suddenly start to feel uh, very dizzy. I think that's already a, a common common sign to say something's wrong, right? Yeah, so, like listening
0: to your body, right?
2: Yeah, because if you know your limits, you know what you're drinking. But of course, once you take in, once you're down to the drink, they realise that something is very different. That's I think a very good warning sign for you to you know seek for help or probably you know, get
1: out of there. I think probably listening to your body is the most important because a lot of the chemicals these days are they're colourless, and the amount that you put into a drink is is very little. And actually, the taste doesn't change that much. I mean, compared to I don't know twenty years ago, when that the stuff you said uh, is more obvious. But definitely, I think you should have the safety precautions beforehand, have that body know-how to listen to your body. Yeah. And Dr.
0: just curious, you know, if that does happen to you, how, how long do drugs generally stay in the system? Of yeah, you know, so when,
1: so when people ask how long do drugs stay in the body, usually there are two intentions. One is how long will I take to recover? That means how long do the effects of the drug stay inside? I me? Mean, how long do I feel bars, hangover, or, or high? It depends depends on the drug you're taking, the dosage you're taking, it also depends on the individual because the way we metabolize uh, mm-hmm. drugs or even food is okay. widely variable and also on your, on your tolerance as well. So there may be this baseline level in your body, but it's a case-by-case basis. The other intention where people ask this is how long does it stay before I can get tested? So yeah, we get that quite often. And the thing is, uh, it also depends on drugs. It also depends on the modality of testing as well. So as a as a rule of thumb for urine testing, uh, it's anywhere from one to seven days, depending on the drug and the modality that you ingested. If you're doing hair testing, then you are a lot because it stays there for months, and that's usually off all your hair. Okay, so
0: Wish I thought there was low. a quite interesting uh, conversation around you know, partying, ingestion of substances. What I would bring up from this episode, you know, if there were three key things that I would want to uh, remember, is that firstly you are a lot more vulnerable when it comes to substance abuse while you're partying abroad. I think Dr. Low mentioned a lot about complacency and, and knowing your own limits and, and not being complacent just because you know that you, know, you can drink this certain amount, but it, it differs uh, in different situations. Um, and then also, of course, understanding both the health and security risks, uh, which both our speakers shared a lot about, and then knowing what to do if you ever find yourself at risk. So, you know, listening to your body, finding a safe space, finding a safe person, and then, you know, obviously seeking medical help when, when you eventually need it. So thank you, Dr. Lo and Bala. Um, and joining for our next episode, where we talk about mental wellness while abroad.